I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Greetings, gang. Welcome to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Liverpool turned it around at Villa Park. Sheffield United impressed again and Bournemouth beat Manchester United. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, here we are with me, Marcus Speller, him, Luke Moore, and him, Jim Campbell. Hello. We've lost Pete Donaldson on our Tory travels. He's in quarantine before yeah. our trip to America. I see. It's it the only way they let him in. We always knew he was going to get lost along the way at some point. That's very true, yeah. yeah. That reminds me of uh, when... Ooh, uh, which classic actress was it? Liz, Liz Taylor, maybe? Right. Many years ago, she was at an award ceremony, and... Uh, Frank Skinner, I think, was the host, or he was commenting on it or something. <clears throat> and she'd uh, she'd come over to, to collect an award from England. She said, oh, you know, I, I love coming to England. It's, it's been so many years. The reason why I haven't been over for so long is the quarantine laws. And Frank Skinner had said, don't put yourself down like that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Pete Donaldson is somewhere in the... Uh, ether. In the ether. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you imagine him hard enough, I'm sure he will manifest himself. Mm. Didn't um, Elizabeth Taylor have seven husbands? I think she might have done. Yeah. I think uh, once you got to four, why not? Crack on. Exactly. Crack yeah. on. Yes, and, and Pete Donaldson is also on his seventh husband. <laughs> and that's partly why he can't be here today. Does he count us as husbands? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm. Work husbands. But he's had them with his harem of husbands. Yeah. He wouldn't... Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, are we part of a Pete Donaldson harem? That's quite depressing. <laughs> Husbandry. Okay. Husbandry. Is that what that means? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think so, no. Uh, well, you can probably tell, ladies and gentlemen, that we're a little tired. We, uh, we've we done uh, the last of our live shows in England. We did uh, Norwich, uh, Birmingham and Salford, and they were bloody marvellous, yeah. and we really appreciate that. Thank you for coming out. But we're recording yeah, this on the Sunday. Best. It was, Jim. We're yeah. recording this on the Sunday, so in case something crazy happens with Leicester or Everton or Palace or Spurs, you'll forgive us. Yeah. But there's plenty... To be honest, I'm quite glad because the plenty happened on the Saturday. There's mm. plenty to get it stuck into. I think people yeah. need to, um, if they can, remember that there's a show tomorrow as well with Jules and Andy. They can cover any things we couldn't cover mm. um, from, from the weekend. We're off to the US today, Monday. Um, to go and do some shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday night. I might as well do this while, while we're here Absolutely. now. A bit of housekeeping now. Tuesday night, we're at the Gramercy Theatre in Manhattan. Wednesday night, we're at Murmur in Brooklyn. Uh, Thursday night, we're in Toronto at the Danforth, I think it's called. And then Friday night, we're in Chicago at the Dahlia Hall. Mm. Um, and then we're home again. And the tour is done and we don't have any shows for a wee while. So if you are based in the US and you're near any of those cities, do come along. There's tickets still available, certainly for the last three might be a handful left for, for, for Manhattan as well it's ramblelive.com get involved and yes. now we're going to get involved in the Premier League ladies and gentlemen oh Liverpool yeah Liverpool Liverpool fans 
Listen to me now. You are going to win the league. It's going to happen. <laughs> mm. Don't I do thought, that to them, Marcus. <laughs> I thought Leicester were on the verge. Uh, well, yeah, watch me. I'm ruining it for It them. turned out to be a grass verge on the side of the motorway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. But, I mean, it was uh, championship winning form stuff. Well, it sort of was, wasn't it? It was one of those things where... At the end, at the very end. Yeah, it was one of those, well, you know, you've got to win when you're playing badly. It, it's a cliche, but it is yeah, yeah. very much true about a, a team that's going to go the distance and win the league. Uh, but Klopp said... Um, you know, Klopp was asked about, you know, can you go unbeaten, which happens you know, so often, doesn't it happen last year, year with Man City as well. Uh, and he said there's no way that it's impossible to start with and it's doubly impossible if we play like that. So mm. they, they, they were sort of a little, uh, you know, yeah. Villa really... <clears throat> yeah, Man City went unbeaten them. in the league though last season. Sorry? Man City weren't unbeaten in the league. No, no exactly. Yeah. get asked all the time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Yeah. I th- I th- I th- do you know, when you said that, I thought to myself, how's he going to link this back to Arsenal? Yeah. <laughs> in the and I was ready, but you, you threw me. But it did have a very, maybe this is a trite thing to say, but some of our some of our listeners may not remember clearly the, the kind of the proper Ferguson years. It did have a feeling of that about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, they go up and they and they knock on the door. They perhaps get a bit unlucky with a decision earlier in the game, which I'm sure yeah. we'll come on to. Then later on, um, Robertson turns up at the back post. Brilliant fullback yeah, play. It it's was amazing to arrive that late. Superb ball in from Martin. great ball and great header as well. Yeah. And, also, and then they um, turn it around in injury time and and, and get the win. And that um, I mean. It's, it is three points and it is only three points but the, the boost that will give yeah. them is just unbelievable ahead of Man City next weekend yeah. and it makes you feel invincible that sort of thing you know yeah, and, like um, it's meant to be kind yeah of thing. absolutely yeah. and yeah. funny enough I mean, I'm sorry Marcus you sort of made me do this now <laughs> but I remember when, when Arsenal did have that unbeaten season like, I remember there was a game we went 1-0 down to Chelsea you just, you just knew Arsenal would win not just draw but mm. win you just you felt that and I imagine Liverpool fans feel like that now you yeah. had the opposite of that a long time ago Arsenal yeah. the opposite oh, of that Wolves absolutely literally the Dictionary Most definition of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Aston Villa were very good, though. Mm-hmm. They were very good, and they've picked up a lot, haven't they, recently? Yes. I, I, yeah. I, I feel for Tyrone Mings because he, um, um, he, he's made a few high profile <laughs> mistakes, maybe seems a bit harsh, but. Um, he played well. He during did. The game. But he's, he's had games where he's played well and it's not quite worked out for him. Where did you think it was, was, was the error? Um, one, one of the goals you said? I, I think that Mane, uh, I think. Well, when the ball came in from the corner and Mane sort of steals and... Nods it yeah. in. I mean, it... I mean, Maybe Mane, with Maybe Mane's pace, Mane's probably... Mane will be in front of the defender. I would need to see it again. Jim's got very high standards. You shouldn't make any yeah. apology for yeah. that. Well, yeah. I really like Tyrone Mings. Yeah. And I, I want him to be some sort of like Rio Ferdinand-style figure... Um, and you're upset. He's like, well, he's going the right way. I mean, maybe not wind up. Marcus Tyrone's hurt Jim today. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's Jim, let him down. Jim's hurt Tyrone. <laughs> in response. Of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, dizzying heights of Rio Ferdinand, Champions League winner, perhaps not. But well, he's never playing done. very well. Him and uh, Engels at the back mm. were, were, were impressive. I'll tell you why I like him so much. Just seeing him at the Emirates, like pointing and leading. I was like, oh, do with a bit. I haven't seen that here in a while. Yeah. But isn't 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 it interesting how we talk about? Aston Villa looked like they played pretty well and um, I, I agree with that of course they went a goal up and they and they were ahead for 87 minutes but that the, the standard is, is crazy because they had just over a quarter of the ball and 26% possession yeah. they had five shots in total uh, all game now I know obviously Liverpool are a much better team than them and I get that I'm not trying to compare them but it's quite interesting that we can have the impression that a team who are at home can can play well in quotes, but have twenty six percent of the ball, have two shots on target all game, compared to Liverpool's seventy four percent possession and twenty five shots. But you said it yourself. You know that Liverpool are a better side, so there you yeah. go. So the best you, we can hope for, you have to look at it even conf- at home, is is just to just to stick to their task and try and nick one and and, and well, get against there. Liverpool, yes. But yeah. uh, but he set them up well and and. 
it's all about the context, isn't it? I mean, clearly, if that's at home in in a cup game against a Championship side, they're going to be disappointed with that. But against Liverpool, um, Liverpool tend they they're not as as possessiony as Man City. I don't think any team is, quite frankly, in the league. Mm. Um, you have to go down to Fulham in the Championship, um, <laughs> who got beat three 0 at home against Hull City on the weekend. Mm. But uh, you know, Liverpool are, are not. When you when I think of Liverpool, I don't think possession. Clearly, they're good in possession, and they would more often than not probably have more of it. Uh, but Aston Villa, what they did was they they started very well. They they almost sort of tried to take the game to Liverpool, and mm. it worked. They went a goal up. Mm. I mean, the, the the Roberto Firmino offside. I mean, it just just file it under VAR and all that business. And uh, you can comment on that if, if, in a well, moment. That was but, even more ridiculous but, than usual. If I can finish, sorry, mate. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the gripe of that. Um, but but Villa, they scored. They came forward. They they had another you know effort or two. And then in the second half, they think, right, we're going to be under the cosh. Well, let's hit them on the break. And there was that chance, wasn't there, where they where they broke yeah. away. And uh, was it McGinn who played it through? I forget now. They had chances for sure, yeah. You know, and, and so I think that was, that was actually quite a good way of playing it because they had the goal. And they were so close to 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 holding on. Well, for the win, one, but even just for a point, which would have been a great result mm. as well. And Tom Heaton played his part as well. Yes, yeah, just yeah. so deflating to have yeah. something like that happen at the end. Yeah. yeah, I've just watched that back as well. Tyrone Mings is not at fault at all. So. Is he not? An apology to Tyrone Mings. No, I don't, I don't mind it. You don't, there's, no, there's, there's no there's no <laughs> driving problem with having um, exacting standards of our Premier League players. And mm, if he yeah. wasn't particularly at fault for that exact incident, Jim, I dare say he was at fault for something else. Yeah, so, exactly. well, where Jim, was he? Jim, why <laughs> Someone was at fault. Jim, you're, you're, you're apologising for talking bollocks. I mean, you're not going to get to lead a, a Western country with with that kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> what you've got to do is you just got to talk bollocks and then just stand by it. You're right. Can I can I ask a question about the Firmino offside thing? I know people are going to roll their eyes, mm. and maybe we could just do it very very quickly because I'm sure it's been done to death by the time this comes out but I think I do think it's worth pointing out that at this point if you are going to be that exacting with it you then need to get into the territory of when you're stopping the tape and how thick the line is even because because for them to come out and say his armpit was like a centimetre offside, it's absolutely it's ridiculous. Is that what we want? Absurd. No, it's not what anyone wants, no. is it? It's, that's not the point of the rule. We've said this so many times, but you can't be like an atom offside. It's a difficult thing to fix. You know, we've spoken about the whole the daylight thing before, but obviously if someone's at the other side of the pitch, that complicates that. But something needs to be done. It's not on us to fix this, is it? Well, and also as well, to try and get camera angles for the right thing and all yeah. that, it's, it's so difficult. And I look at that and I just think, for crying out loud, it's a goal. Get yeah. rid. It's a Altogether. All. No offsides. One of the things that could be done, because the daylight thing we talk about, and apparently when I first said that a while back, someone pointed out that wasn't that never actually mentioned yeah, in yeah. the laws. But one of the things that could be um, pretty easily worked out, I, I suspect, is if you just did it from the feet... Mm. I thought that where the feet, feet are planted. but even then though with, with with the camera angles and all you I mean I thought that as well do if you do it with the feet then we're much clearer mm. but well a little bit clearer mm. but still though the camera angle's not quite conducive or there's a few players in the way and you can't mm. quite see it yeah. Um, harder, yeah it's very difficult I just wonder if VAR you just think do you know what let's not bother doing it for offsides or something you know what I mean mm. I, just... I, think, I think they've got to I, I, I would agree with that I think and I think I would also agree with the idea that the threshold has got to be like ridiculous or it's got to be mistaken identity or something like that because otherwise you're getting mm. so far into the weeds it's just getting worse the problem the fear I've got for it is we're 11 games in now 
and um, it's getting worse, not better. No, it's yeah. not. It's not being ironed out. And going, oh yeah, this is just teething problems. It looks to me like it's going the wrong way. Yeah, and it seems like um, with the repeated um, failure for referees to go over and take a look at things as well, that actually they seem to be coming sort of quite stubbornly entrenched in, in sticking mm. to mm. to the process they have when it's been shown to not well, work that way. Well. Like I said the other week, Jim, if I'm the referee, the last thing I want to do is go over and check the monitor because at least the referee can hold his hands up and say, "I'm taking, mm. I'm taking uh, command from somebody else here," and the refs get enough as it is. Yeah, but I, do, I know what you mean. And, and I think in terms of the day-to-day and the actual the practicality of that, that kind of works. It takes a bit of the heat off him. But the referees do understand that they're the, they're the buck stops with them. Mm. And I think that's how it should be. Yeah. So you're saying that uh, that... Was it in Bolivia that referee who did the VAR sign gave a penalty when they don't have VAR? <laughs> is he like a pioneer? Is that is that the kind yeah. of bravery yeah. that we want to see with That's referees? That's how sure that man was. That's how much he took responsibility. <laughs> Thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah. quite yeah. literally. Or inside the box. If yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but yes, 28 games unbeaten in the Premier League now for Liverpool. Very impressive indeed. Pep Guardiola, I'm not, some people were saying that he, he was suggesting that, that some of the Liverpool players in particular Manny are divers or can do a bit of diving yeah, a but bit then, of mind games yeah I wondered this but then I sort of read the quotes and, and then he was I don't know if he might wrap himself up in mind games and, and just bring himself well, he said down. he was joking didn't he yeah I, or he at least intimated he was joking yeah you, you have to be good at the old mind games oh yeah Otherwise, you could on a mind game yourself, like Benitez did that time. Yeah. Well, Guardiola went for a bit of a funny one where he completely lost a plot with Mourinho when they were both managing in Spain. And that was when he was coming to the end of his tenure. Yeah. Now, the players appreciated that. When he did that, apparently the Barcelona players were like, yeah, go on, yeah. get up yeah. there. That's right. But at that point, you've had years of Mourinho yes. chipping away at you, though. But I don't think they didn't win the league in his final season. I think they won the Cup, mm. um, the Copa del Rey, but they didn't win the league. And so... I think I think it was to me. It looked like one of those things where he said he was joking, and he certainly intimated he was joking. He's but, highlighting it, but he was saying it for a yeah. reason. Hmm. Ahead of the game when, this weekend, exactly. Whenever whenever a manager says, "Oh yeah, well, um, <laughs> you know what they're like, they're diving or they're this and jokes around," they're highlighting it. And they're mm. basically saying, "Watch what you're doing there." Oh, you know, our, somebody goes in on our most talented player, and he talks about Raheem Sterling gets fouled a lot. What you're saying is protect the protect it. It's one of the oldest trick in the, tricks in the book ahead of a big game against that team in, in what so. will be a very important uh, three points for either team. Yeah, um, he's saying he's trying to plant a seed in the in the, in the official's mind, saying. <laughs> Mane is a diver, mm. so keep an eye on it. Yes. And whether that'll work or not remains to be seen, but I don't know if it's significant of anything larger, really, at this point. Well, he started talking about, because obviously we move on to Man City, Southampton, and he said that their game finished a few minutes earlier, and they're sort of watching or hearing Liverpool's the game going on, and then, of course, they score, and he said, you know, this, this has happened a few times now. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. <laughs> Has it? But has it though? And, and and the reason why I'm thinking has it because the last time they played at the same time together was the last day of the season. Mm. Time before that, February. Mm. They never play at the same time. So when he's talking about, oh yeah, we wait and then our game finishes. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm misquoting him slightly or, or yeah. taking it out of context, but he was talking about them scoring in the last minute a lot. That sounds like they're in his head. Yes. <laughs> now, Man City, you know, they, they usually the game's gone. They've, they've hammered the team before the last yeah. minute comes around, but they score a few late goals. But then he started saying, but this is talent. This is to do with talent. But I thought... I don't, what what is the what are you trying to say here? It's an interesting. Are you saying that, that it's um what was that the uh, one national newspaper said cloppage time? Cloppage time. Is this yeah, the new Fergie yeah. time? Is that what he's suggesting? Uh, maybe. But, but you hit on something interesting there because if we get fast forward to when about we're about thirty games in, say Liverpool, Man City are still locked in this thing and it's within five or six points. Hmm. It will actually the fixture list will become really important because what we'll see is what we saw happen last season where that. All their games will come on TV. Some of them will be on Saturday. Some of them will be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They'll have they'll have opinions about 
whether it's better to play first or second. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They'll have to be very, very careful, the fixture, <laughs> the fixture list people, the, the TV people, as how they how they balance it because it it does make a big difference. I think if 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 you if you um. If you are someone who's say five points ahead, and 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 the TV guys um, get to put just decide to put you first, they say what we want to do is we want the most ratings possible, so we want to put Liverpool on Saturday, we want Man City on Sunday. If it's Liverpool on Saturday every week, it just further piles the pressure on Man City yeah. over and over again, yes. and you you wonder whether that's actually fair or not. Yeah, maybe well, they should be playing at exactly the same time. We shall see. Mm, we shall happen. see. But that Man City, they, they they beat Southampton two one much better from Southampton, even though they yeah. lost the game, of course, but then, you know, away to Man City. Uh, but they managed to avoid conceding three and thus equaling that to unwanted record, of course. But they're much more resilient with Southampton. Yeah. A little bit fortunate with a goal. I mean, a rare uh, error from Edison, but, you know, you've got to pounce on it and more Prowse did. Yeah, and also, I mean, you know, they, they come out with huge credit. I don't know whether that's one of those things, though, where you, because you don't get anything from the game, whether that just, you know, sucks the energy out of you or it makes you go you know what look we went toe to toe with with them we had a we had a bit of practice we had a practice run at it uh, in in the cup but um but you know whoever whoever comes next will not be as good so let's see what we can, you know see where we go from there because you wouldn't have put um Hudson Hootles Southampton as down as a relegation sort of scrapping team I, I think at the start of the season but they they really look like they could be I don't know Jim, some, pe- in that. some people might have done but certainly Hassan Hootel, that's not exactly how he, you know, it's not going to be like David Moyes at Sunderland mm. when he was, you know, three games in and was saying, well, you know, this is, we're going to be in another scrap again. Mm. Um, and so, uh, I, I, but I, I think it's a confidence booster for Southampton. I know that sounds ridiculous because yeah. they lost the game, but it could have been a lot worse. They defended well. I mean, Vestergaard was man of the match. Yeah. He was fantastic. He, he's a, he's someone I'm surprised we don't talk about more, given that he's this sort of like huge kind of Nordic <laughs> warrior. Yeah. Well, far away. Yeah. I just, I just, I just really like it. Yeah. He, he looks like he's from Game of Thrones and I think that's to be, uh, be encouraged, really. There's a, there's a lot to unpack in this game, I think. I mean, if you look at the stats, they're almost exactly the same as the Liverpool game. Well, I was about it's to quite, say, quite interesting. do you know, because when you were saying those Liverpool stats, I thought, it sounds like uh, Man City. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but we're both, we're praising the sides who lost but for slightly different reasons I mean Southampton it was always going to be a backs to the walls job I mean McCarthy and goal I mean for the winner he sort he does flap a little bit at he it. does what mm. great finish from from Kyle Walker though I yeah. think it's, it's, it's unexpected isn't it? the way he hits he it, reacts is, very is, well he does yeah and it comes in at a funny angle mm. so I think that's probably throwing the keeper as well and you've got to give Walker credit for that yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Harsenhutl deserves credit as well because we talked about how when they were absolutely pumped by Leicester you thought mm. it's going to be a tough job for him to get them off the floor there because he yeah. looked so despondent after the game and I think that when you lose that much uh, you lose by that many goals it's not a reflection on the coach it's a reflection yeah. on how the players react and 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 he's done well to build them back up again to a point where they okay they were beaten by Man City but it wasn't a huge defeat that said I was actually quite disappointed with Man City's intensity of what I saw in this game it did look a bit like to me that um it was going through the motion stuff or at least large parts of it. Players like um, Silva and Sterling just didn't really do much. Well, Maybe we're used to such high standards from them well, every week. I was going to say, that, but, you know, Southampton had 11 men behind the ball pretty much mm. and they play a lot of football. So for the odd game, but I mean, Aguero still scored, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So uh, I understand what you mean, but with that, as you say, the high standard they have, yeah. if it's yeah. not at least... Eight out of ten from them, you can sort of think. Well, it's, it's, it's funny how your impression of Sterling, for example, will change over the years because now he's one of the first names on on City's team sheet if it's a game that they have to win. 
um, and he's improved such a great deal under Guardiola that now we just expect world class from every time. Mm. I mean, was it Trevor Sinclair? Was saying, I, I don't actually agree with this, but just as a measure of Trevor Sinclair, who's normally a pretty sensible pundit, he was saying a few weeks ago that he thinks Sterling should be seen right up there with you know Messi and Ronaldo well, now. Well, this is the problem, and I was about to mention those two, yeah, um, because they've they've. Because they've skewed, <coughs> they've skewed everything. They it? have, they have, because they're two of the the, the, mm. the greatest sports people Ever. of all time. Yeah, mm. and and that's the thing is everyone wants to say, oh, he's up there with them. No, mm. don't don't bother those two. For, I mean, to have one of them mm. ever. Let alone two at the same time in the same generation. Mm. It is it is unbelievable stuff. Yeah. So so everyone just stop this kind of. Oh, I think he's getting on foot. Mm. No 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 no. It is okay to be in that bracket mm. where Sterling is or Aguero is yeah. or the likes of I don't know Ronaldinho and Kakar and Shevchenko and yeah. uh, a, a, a few other people who didn't play for AC Milan. I don't know why I'm picking out all them. <laughs> Nugent. <laughs> Nugent. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but uh, it's going to be a, a, a must win for Man City, of course. At Anfield, uh, oh, for yeah. sure, no, and and, and, that, and that's it about Sterling. I mean, he he is on course to post better stats than he's posted ever before yeah. in his career. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to dig him out. I'm just mm. saying that he was he was quite quiet, yeah. and uh, maybe that's a testament mm. to Southampton. Well, I think the uh, you know the season starts in August, doesn't it? And we're we're getting to the point now where maybe some players are starting to feel it a little bit. Absolutely, Jim. Absolutely, Bournemouth beat Manchester United one nil. Josh King ended Bournemouth's goal drought, uh, which was uh, standard three hundred and fifty eight minutes, something like that. Beautiful right. goal. Yeah, he did well. But I'm not sure Wan Bissaka should have, or, or well, he might have done a bit better. Yeah, absolutely. But, but still, I think in in terms of what King had to do to yeah. to put the ball away, he, he did it very well and very inventively. That kit, I know I go on about this. It just does not inspire fear, does it? Well, the Man United. <laughs> what, yeah, one. what shade is even is that? It's like like could they see themselves? Vomit gold. Yeah. Yeah. Could they pick out the? Do you remember Piss when they beige. You remember when they went to, away to Southampton? Indeed, in that uh, weird kit and. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fergie said they couldn't pick out the players. Or yeah, something. yeah, it was good for that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Maybe it was one of those. Count on the table. But, but my, the concern around and credit to Bournemouth, and you know, they they are a team that really you don't know what you're going to get, do you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you think okay, they could win a couple, then they'll lose five, and then they'll draw a couple. You don't. Really, I mean, but and we said before that the main not came to these two games away at Norwich and away at Bournemouth. We'll find out a bit about them, and in in a weird way. We haven't really found out anything. We found out on their day they can do well, which they did against Norwich. And when it's not up there for them to, to for them to consider it to be a big game, something they want to be intense and, and snap at tackles and get amongst it at, they can't. Hmm. I wonder um, if Eddie Howe with Bournemouth is doing um, a bit more of, of uh, you know, relatively speaking, of course, a bit like what Klopp did with Liverpool in the sense of Liverpool were very, very attacking them, and they still are under Klopp. That, that's they were they were more sort of a little bit more swashbuckling, and then Klopp thought I need to tighten up the defence. Eddie Howe's Bournemouth they tended not to struggle to score too many goals in sort of previous seasons, but they'd often be a bit leaky. Yeah. Now this season, some of the more recent results they've struggled to score, but they've been keeping the odd clean sheet here and there. Any clean sheet uh, without being patronising, but for a side. You know, for for not well any any clean sheet is good no matter who you are in the league, but especially if you're a bit further down because by the nature of it you're not as good and you're going to concede goals, and I think with Bournemouth I wonder if Howe is trying to kind of work on the defence a bit more which could be to the detriment slightly of the attack he's been a little bit more cautious perhaps I don't mm. know I, I don't know whether maybe just the last handful of results are skewing my mind on mm. that no you've, I think you're on to something because they've conceded 13 goals this season mm. in total. 
<clears throat> in 11 games and last season in total they conceded 70 there you go um, they've definitely tightened up at the back 70 is a lot that is it? a hell of a lot it's, a mo- it? it's more than any other team apart from the relegated Fulham and Huddersfield there you go yeah so they've definitely sort of lent on that but but I mean going back to the game itself you, you really wonder if, if if it's a reflection of, of, of the job that Solskjaer is doing because if you think that Solskjaer was billed when he came in as a motivator mm-hmm. oh, this is an inexperienced guy he's not brilliant tactically he's not done an awful lot as a manager uh, at any kind of level really but this is what he is this is what we were told he is this guy who can tap into the Man United spirit and he knows what the history of the club represents he can motivate the team players will rally around him you couldn't move for ex-Man United players saying how much of a great guy he was and I'm sure all that's true yeah but he's not motivating this team properly consistently because when they go away to someone like Bournemouth, this result kind of result mm. happens far too often. And it's I the think, performance as well. Yeah, yeah, it is the performance as well. But they're in a strange situation where because people know they're vulnerable, yet they're still Man United. When they go away to places like this, the mm-hmm. opposition are, are highly motivated and yeah. they all perform very professionally and, and, yeah. and very well. You're, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right, Jimmy. Yeah, because you can get get themselves up for it when when Liverpool come to town, and and that's good. You know, much better. Man United fans must be so frustrated with that. I know. You yeah. see it, they, they, they can do it. Go away to Chelsea and get a good result there, and Chelsea is playing well, and then and they bugger up. I mean, just end the, we'll end this chat here with Manchester United have won uh, 13 points or gained 13 points from 11 Premier League games this season their lowest tally at this stage of a league campaign since 86-87 yeah and Bournemouth are in 7 which is amazing testament to them absolutely at the yeah. time of recording sir yeah. alright let's have a little break Hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to the Ramble on Football Ramble Daily, everybody. Over to you, Luke Moore. Yeah, um, f- Betway 4 to score. Betway.com forward slash 4 to score. Pick the first goal scorer in each of Betway's four selected games for a chance to win a share of a gigantic amount of money. I think it was £225,000 this week. We're no longer in the hunt because um, Jim's selection of Andrei Yamalenko didn't come to pass in West Ham v Newcastle, uh, a game we'll talk about later. And uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi did not score first in Watford v Chelsea, but do go over to betway.com forward slash four to score to play. Um, there'll be another load of selections next week. And I'll give you a bit of an update later in the week about how um, how um, people got on overall in the four to score this weekend. Damn right, Morsey. Mm. Damn right. All right. Let's have some emails with Jimmy C. Jim. Hello. Pete's memory lives on yeah, in the form of his many yeah. jingles. <laughs> He's absolutely fine, wherever mm. he is. The Melody um, Man. The Melody Man. So this uh, email is titled simply Crisis. And we received it on Friday. Um, uh, sorry, Saturday, uh, before our show in Salford. Um, it says simply, Hiya, got tickets for Salford tonight, but me and my friend have misjudged how much to drink and it's all gone a bit south. Fancy Skyping us in. Cheers, fellas. That's from Tom Much. I d- <laughs> I don't know if we met Tom, 
Uh, I imagine he's feeling a bit worse for wear even now, yeah. uh, based on that. But I hope you made it, Tom. Let uh, us know if you, you made it in, Tom. I'm sorry, yeah, get in touch. Um, so Tim Weston's also been in touch. Hello, Ramble. On mention of Raphael van der Vaart in last week's show, I found myself on Wikipedia looking to see what he's up to now. I scrolled through his illustrious career at some of Europe's elite clubs, past the likes of Ajax and Real Madrid, only to find it glamorously culminated with him joining the British Darts Organisation in April 2019, beginning his professional darts career. In case you wondered what he's been up to after hours at Spurs, it seems like probably sinking pints and refining his dart skills. <laughs> Got me thinking, what are some of the more weird things retired footballers are doing now? Quick Google search found Xavi picks mushrooms and Joe Allen appeared on the cover of the spring 2016 edition of Chicken and Egg magazine. <laughs> uh, image attached. And yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And I mean, Joe Allen's not even retired. Any other suggestions? Welcome. All the best. Again, from Tim Weston. So one of my favourite examples of this is I know that... Uh, um, Ian Dezeu used to play for Wigan yes. uh, is, is apparently a homicide detective have you, have you ever had an update on that uh, no actually no. I remember a few years ago that's what he was yeah, doing yeah so uh, maybe he's still cracking well, cases did he say Xavi's picking mushrooms picking mushrooms yeah uh, but he, I don't think that's like, right, now I've retired from football, I can concentrate on the mushroom. Well, thing. you know, these guys are getting a little bit older and yeah. uh, they're, they're sort of, they're finding new hobbies, new passions. Oh, so he's talking about hobbies. Well, well, van, well. van der Vaart is, is, a, is definitely a, uh, as far as I know, a definitely a professional darts player. Now. I love that. You, when he van was a darts. player, very good, Jim. Yeah. When he was a player, you thought to yourself, I could see him down the, down the old... Well, obviously darts is really popular in Netherlands. Yeah. He's like one of the most popular sports. So, And I think he made his debut in May of this year. Van der Vaart. Um, and that's no mean feat. He averaged, apparently, I've got it written, I've got it here, he's averaged, just in his first game, he's averaged 54, and it was just poor, and he was thrashed 4-0. But if he's passionate about it, he's registered as a proper hey. professional darts player. And if you go to his Wikipedia page, it does say Raphael van der Vaart is a professional darts that's player class. and former professional footballer. Well, Paolo Maldini had a crack at tennis, didn't he? Played yeah. a doubles game, didn't he, I think? He, I think he had one game. At, would, it, would it have been... Professional level, I think. It was professional level, wasn't it? On, the, on the, one of the circuits, yeah. it? but it was a doubles game. That's right, men's mm. doubles, and they, they, were, they were convincingly beaten, but still, you've, you've gone out there, and he would have been, what, early 40s, or perhaps mid-40s yeah. at the time. So. Put himself on the line, hasn't he? Damn right. Grant Holt became a wrestler for a bit. It's not quite the same, but... <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think... I'm think, um, Vinnie Jones? Th- oh, Vinnie Jones! Is <laughs> in, my, in my mind, I've got that Maldini was 49 when he played that game. Oh, yes, wow. that's right, he yeah. was. He was a lot older than you think, because yeah. he played till he was about 43, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> yeah, flipping heck. There we go, All good right. stuff. We got, uh, we got one more email. Uh, good morning from Tully, Australia. Travelling tractor boy from Ipswich, England, and a big fan of the show. Just wondering the best place to direct questions for future pods. Much appreciated. Keep up the good work. Austin. It's to the, it's to the email address you sent it to, Austin. <laughs> You've answered your own question, yeah, Austin, haven't so, you? Really? Yeah. We'll yeah, expect another email to follow. Yeah, I <laughs> suppose we shall. Yeah, Show at footballrumbledaily.com. That's the jingle so you, says. You email someone to ask them if you can send an email and expect a response to confirm yeah. it before you it's a very belt and braces approach yeah. isn't it I like yeah. it yeah I'm yeah. being a dickhead he sent it to the old email address and it's uh, still come through it's still come through but, um, there we go well, uh, doesn't matter there we are do it's... we normally do a jingle at the end of these why not yeah, hey, let's treat them you email show at footballramble.com and now Peter's reading it out well well done indeed, everybody. We go back to the Premier League. Well done, we particularly say, to Austin. Absolutely. And we also say well done to Sheffield United, who put Burnley mm. to the sword with those blades. To the blade. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, not at all. Mousset with three delightful touches. He's in to, great form. Or three delightful assists, but two of them in particular were delightful touches. Some of the best touches in a footballing sense all weekend, Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they just look ravenous on the break <laughs> didn't they Burnley had no answer to it which is really surprising they're a team that you normally expect to uh, to not make it 
make it easy for them. And it looks like at, at times that is kind of what happened. Yeah, they got done um, very quickly, didn't they? Two goals just before half time. Lundstrom was having a nice time. Mm. Can, can we? Is it is it appropriate now after eleven games to say? I mean. To say fucking hell, Sheffield United are sixth. I know. Yeah, at the no, time of recording, brilliant. of course, because the, yeah, the Sunday's results haven't yeah. come in. But yes, they'll still be. I think no matter what happens, they'll worst still case be scenario, they'll be seventh. seventh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great um, situation to put yourself in as a promoted club because the remit remains the same, doesn't it? All season, it's just next game, try and win it, keep mm. going. There's yeah. no, you don't get in your own head about what position you're trying to finish in or or, or any of the stuff that comes with being an mm. established Premier League team. There's no. There, it, the only possible failure is relegation, really. Yeah. So they, have, they haven't. Um, they haven't done, with the exception of Chelsea, which to be fair they got a draw they at did. Stamford Bridge. With the exception of Chelsea, I don't think they've played any of the big, big teams away from home yet. Mm. But I mean, even so, I mean, they've what, they're, what? they're sixth in the Premier League at the time recording. Got his, his warriors well drilled. They know what they're doing. God they, blimey, they're drilled. They work really, really hard. They all stick to their task, and it seems to me now we don't normally get. Um, three promoted teams going down straight away again the next season. It's only happened a handful of times yeah. in, the, in the Premier League era. So we, we are used to at least a team staying in the Premier League now. It's got to the point for Sheffield United where they're probably, they're not going to be thinking about this, but us as pundits might be thinking, okay, what can they do next season? Because we saw Huddersfield stay up like, yeah. the first season, not quite in the way that Sheffield United are doing it now. And of course they might not stay up, but if they do, what they're going to do next season different? Because mm. we see the top teams will work you out. Mm. The top teams will probably work them out for the second half of the season, probably. So, um, but at the t- same, you know, at, at the same time, you just got to enjoy. It. I mean, they've only lost one Premier League game since the middle of September. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, they've been phenomenal, and and I think that's it. You know, Sean Dyche highlighted that. He said, uh, "Sorry, and that the only yeah. game they've lost was that that was that game against home against Liverpool, I, well, which they were yeah. really really close to not losing." Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a, a goalkeeping error. Goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I think that's it. You know, with Chris Wilder, I mean, I'm. I don't want to do the man a disservice in the slightest, but perhaps a few years ago, you, you look at him, you look at the age he is, he's English, you think to yourself, well, he's, he's not going to be a master tactician or anything like that. And perhaps, well, maybe not those words you describe him now, but they come up in the league and tactically they look great. Much has been made of, of the way they set up. They're well drilled as, as we keep going. They're interested in the way they play as well. Yeah, but, but they, they're, they're hard to beat and they're, and they're winning games and scoring the old guy. I mean, it's, it's a, Perfect recipe for, a, a, especially, well, any side, but a newly promoted yeah. side. Well, it's also, it's, it's interesting because they have stability because he's been there for a while, but also they're an unknown quantity to the teams that they're facing in most cases because, yeah. you know, they've come up from the championship. So, But yeah. also, no, no team has conceded fewer goals than them in the Premier League this season. Amazing. And we're 11 games. And they've seen eight, just eight goals in 11 I mean, games. That is phenomenal. And and, and That if, really is phenomenal. If you're a fan of a football league team, as I am, you'll, you'll know... Perhaps a bit more about Chris Wilder because I remember when he managed Northampton Town and they were in the same division as Portsmouth and they destroyed League Two. They absolutely smashed it. They were by far the best team. They were brilliant. Um, and his reputation has just been enhanced over and over again. He was brilliant at the club he was at before that and he's, he's doing a brilliant job now. And for them to be sixth, 11 games in, I think is amazing. Well, it is amazing. Can, if you compare it to <laughs> when Hull City were up that time under big Phil Brown. The second mm. half, they were a disaster, weren't they? Well, they were because they started so well. But you'd imagine that the the type of character Phil Brown mm. is or was. Let's give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt. And so they took their foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. Whatever happened, and it became a disaster. Chris they took Wilder their foot off the gas at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> There's no gas at the beach. But he, he, Wilder's a really interesting guy because he. Is... I'm saying it, Wilder. I can't imagine him letting his side get away with anything like that. No, absolutely not. I think I think 
because if you look at his career as a manager, wherever he's been, he's done really well. I mean, he started off, I think, at um, Alfreton. Oh, no, he started off at Halifax Town, didn't he? Or was it Alfreton Town? When he was at Alfreton Town, um, they won. They just won the league. Yeah. Whatever division it was, I can't remember what it was called. It was a, it was a, effectively, I guess, a semi-professional league. At Oxford United, they won the playoffs in the conference. Mm. Uh, at Northampton Town, they blitzed League Two in fifteen sixteen. I remember it well. And then Sheffield United, they won League One, and then they came second in the championship um, to go up to the Premier League. So he's not. I mean, so you're this saying is a guy, what, phenomenal. Next season, Sheffield United. What I'm saying is, for a 52-year-old manager who wears wears shorts and socks and training gear for every game, uh, he's not actually found his level yet. He looks like a guy, I don't mean this disrespectfully, if you go and watch a a non-league game, he looks the sort of guy you see on the the touchline, but he's doing it in the Premier League and he's doing it brilliantly. And that was what I was making about my earlier point, is if you see him... You know, he he looks like your stereotypical sort of English man. He looks like your proper football man. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and and there's nothing wrong with being, uh, you know, a, a, a decent operator in, in football league. Again, no disrespect, blah, blah, blah. But this is, I think this has taken a lot of us by surprise. And Sheffield United fans might be thinking, oh, you idiots, you didn't, you know, we knew what he was capable of. And, and if you are, then we hope you're enjoying it and you're having a lovely old time. Yeah, three defeats in a row now for Burnley. Um, mm, didn't who... have a shot on goal. No. Or on target the whole and flipping game. Away from home, they do find it tough, don't they? And they I do. think that two recent games they've lost at home was obviously to Liverpool and to Chelsea. But when your away record is, is as poor as theirs is, you um you really need to rely on your on your home form. So they're West Ham at home next, so they and West Ham obviously were poor at the weekend. Yeah, they were. Dice out. Yeah, get him out. Always yeah. out, always out. Um well that leads us neatly on to Newcastle United who weren't, haven't been brilliant away from home. They've been okay, not terrible, but what a win! I thought they were so poor, West Ham. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Newcastle, I'm saying. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah, 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 what a win for Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, absolutely brilliant win for Brucey's boys. Yeah, you've got, you got to say that as well. Bruce, is, he's doing a good job, isn't he? He's doing a better job than we might have expected him to in the circumstances. So, uh, yeah. I, so I, 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 you're bewildered by it. I yeah, know. I feel we bad about saying it because yeah. speak's not here. I think that's no. fair, Jim. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I mean, I think we all thought they'd have basically been relegated by, by now. now but, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that's, a, that's, that's a tough place to go. And obviously West Ham played their part in it by being absolute toilet. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you know, you've still got to get yourselves up for it and, 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 uh, and it's, you know, score those three goals away from home. And obviously the goalkeeper's got to do better for John Joe Shelby's goal. But, you know, Still a good start from John. He, he lovely, S- oh, lovely SE, big John in there. Oh, it's great to see him get on the score sheet. He nearly had one in the first half. He rattled it off the bar. The he way did. he sort of flicked it. Mm. But you oh. know, they they missed Fabianski so badly, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. And he's obviously was a standout keeper last season. But still, apart from him though, it was piss poor from West Ham. Yeah, no intensity again. Was it me? Or was there yeah. like the fans, a lot of fans had left at 2-0? Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll maybe. happen, yeah. I don't know if it was an optical illusion or... Is it the first time Newcastle scored more than one goal in a game this so. season? I yeah, so, yeah. I mean, must be fuming about that if you're a West Ham fan. Because you're probably going to the game thinking, I'm looking forward to this. Even if we play badly, we get at least a point. They haven't won yeah. in four now. And also, I mean, the, the goal for, for Balbuena was a little bit of a gift as well. And Snodgrass... Oh, he did, it was brilliant. He really forced the issue there. I love it when a player does that. There's nothing on and a player just forces a goal. I wonder how frustrated Snodgrass is going to get if it continues like this, because he looks like one of those players who shows his frustrations now I didn't watch the match saw the highlights um, and again that they were all pretty poor so I'm not saying he was amazing or anything but he does he, he is very keen Snodgrass is obviously out for a while and I wonder if he's going to be that player who's just going to try and drive them forward and if other players don't follow suit he could get rather sweary at them oh, he, I think he's definitely a type but I do think he deserves a good amount of credit because remember when he he sort of seemed like he was surplus to requirements yep, goes online yeah. to Aston Villa in the yep. Championship does well mm. and all the all the reports were saying he's going to sign permanently with Villa 
which would make sense. He's 32 now, going to a promoted club into the Premier League. You'd think they'd have more use for him and perhaps mm. he felt that's where his future was. But to be fair to him, I mean, from what I've heard, he's rolled his socks up and, and yeah, pulled his socks up and really gone for it. And he's, he's quite an important part of their team yeah. now. He, oh, started, he, he started three Premier League games. He's come off the bench three times, played a couple of League Cup games. Obviously, still playing. I think he's still playing internationally for Scotland as well. Yeah, should be, if so, yeah. So um, good on him because he, when you're 32 and you're thinking, "Well, what, have I got a future in the Premier League?" To get yeah. yourself back in there for a foreign manager who's vastly experienced and and, and and at a team who are signing players at quite a high rate, he's done pretty well to get in there. Yeah. He has a very good delivery, doesn't he, Snodgrass? And that is a really invaluable thing if you have someone in your squad. That I think he's technically guarantee. pretty decent, Snodgrass. Mm, yeah. Don't you? Yeah. No, I do. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it nice to see Andy Carroll on the pitch at the end? It's always nice to see Andy you know, anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Andy Carroll Derby, of course. Nice to see him anywhere, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at any point. If Andy Carroll's in my, at least just even in my just my peripheral vision, yeah. I'm very happy with that. Yeah, and Andy Carroll goal this season is is going to be a highlight, isn't it? Oh, yes. I've got some amazing news for you, Marcus, by the way. Far just away. to change train slightly. Um, I know you are well on top. And in fact, I'm going to stick my neck out and say you are driving oh, yeah. the Leicester City train. Um, all the way to Premier League Trophiesville. Do you know? No, I can't. Clearly, Brendan Rogers is. If there's any man who believes he can do it, it's Brendan Rogers. I'm just serving up the drinks. You're checking tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah are you on the well, train or not? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got um, good news for you because um, news has broken oh, yeah. that. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll give you his name. Let you let me know if it, if it means anything to you. Okay. Don't um, don't cheat by checking it, Marcus. Mm. Answer honestly. Yeah. Does the word does the name Lee Herbert, 41 year old Lee Herbert, mean anything to you? No. Okay, he is the guy who um, backed Leicester City to win the Premier League at five thousand to one. Oh, okay. In their Premier League winning season. What's what's Lee? Well, what's he, what's news is broken on? today. Yeah, and I'll just read the headlines here. Far away. Fan who won five thousand to one title bet backs foxes again. There we go. Oh. Yeah, a fan who's bet netted him twenty grand has backed them to win the title again this season. He says, Liverpool Man City might prove to be too strong for us, but you never know. There's definitely the same kind of buzz around Leicester. And he's also arguing that this team they've got now is at least as good as the one who triumphed in 2016. Well, I'll tell you something. I mean, he won't get those odds. You giddy? I'm, I'm getting giddy. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what did we say the other week? They're 250 to 1 or something. I think they were down to 150 to 1. 150 to 1, you see? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, I know we've sort of daydreamed about this before, but imagine if they could sneak in the back door. <laughs> yeah. Well, Villa tried to... to uh, to do them favours. Yes, they I'm did. sure there's probably a rivalry there. Yeah, maybe that, was, that, maybe that was in Villa's mind. They're like, you know what, actually, <laughs> I've got another story. Might not be worth it. I've got another story that we missed a week or two ago, or about a week ago. Um, and Pete's, Pete's asked me to mention it on his behalf. I mean, okay. that's what it's got to now. Yeah. I mean, he's just not turning up. He's like, Can you just do that bit for me? Mm. Um, did you guys see the Holston Keel midfielder who conceded a penalty while yeah. warming up on the touchline? Uh, yeah, this yeah, this is a, yeah. So, so Holston Keel. Um, uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but anyway, the team they were playing. Oh, it was Bochum. It was Bochum. Oh, yeah. The Bochum forward. In Germany. Yeah, had a had a had a um, had a shot. It went wide, quite a long way wide. And the Holsten Kiel midfielders uh, midfielder was was warming up to the side of the goal, mm. and he stuck his foot out to stop it before the ball went out of play. Now, VAR. Oh, oh, the, the grass, mm. the spotted it, the snitch, it, snitch. Um, <laughs> and uh, and told the referee to give a penalty and show him the yellow card because uh, IFAB ruled that um, if a substitute interferes with play, the referee can take appropriate disciplinary action and restart the game with a direct free kick or a penalty kick. So they got given a penalty for it. Wow. And it's amazing when it, you don't see this very often in football. Some other sports are obviously more complicated, but in football, it is amazing when you see the strike it, the, the attacking team 
like surprised they've got a penalty and yeah. not know why it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the referee had to explain to them what had happened. They're like, this is good. And the other team are going absolutely postal. God. Of course. Imagine, Imagine what the coach is thinking. You're not even yeah. being picked and in you're giving away penalties. Dressing room after that. <laughs> Whoa. Who do you think you place. are? Scott Ram Mustafi? <laughs> 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 oh dear oh god oh, another dear. interesting thing happened this week uh, you see Yaya Toure was sent <laughs> off after 10 seconds uh, in what might be his, his final game for his, his club in China um, unreal yeah I believe they're called um, Jingdao Huangdai uh, Huangdai I think that's possibly pronounced wrong yeah. but that's not the story Did here they is not it? celebrate his 10 birthday? seconds in again he maybe that's it yeah mm. 10 seconds in and again VAR grasped him up so, he, got, he, he booted uh, someone off the ball, didn't he? He did, yeah. And if you were playing, That's poor from you. It is. If you're playing in midfield all game and you've been in a real battle and the guy's yeah, got I under your skin yeah. and you just lash out at the last minute, mm. it's kind of more forgivable. Ten seconds in, I, I'm going to stick my neck out and say he wasn't in the right frame of mind to play. No, no. He was... He was uh, I mean, this could be his last game for the club and in theory it could be his last game in football. Imagine that. Mm. Zidane-esque. It is. Well... well uh, to be fair, Zidane... Similar stage. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> similar build-up, Zidane, Penenka, the penalty in the World Cup final, blah yeah. blah blah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope it's not his last game. That would be a shame. Yeah, it would. I could yeah. see him moving on loan to um, Newcastle United. Could you? <laughs> <laughs> they'll promise a big, exciting signing, and in January they'll get Yaya on loan. Uh, take it, wouldn't they? On big... Well, why not? Yeah. It's Chris to the mill, isn't it? I think we would take it yeah. on their behalf. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know if that's the same as them taking it. Pete's not here to defend himself, so yeah, they'll take it. Absolutely right. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble on Football Ramble Daily. Jules and Andy are with you tomorrow. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you, me. Thank you, listeners. And come and see us in America or Canada if you're around there. This was a Stakhanov production.